Hi all and welcome to Rewind the Movies. This week's episode is looking at Top Gun, a 1986 American drama directed by Tony Scott. The movie was inspired by an article entitled Top Guns, published in California Magazine only three years earlier. The film stars Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards and Tom Skerritt. Is there a more 80s film than Top Gun? It is pure cheese. So many people love this film, but there's one within the Rewind the Movies team that absolutely hates it. So this is going to be an interesting episode. On today's episode, it's myself, Andrew Owen, James Progodage, aka Prog, and Evan Quick. Let's just jump straight into it. Right, I know that Prog's going to have quite a lot to say on this. First things first, Prog, I want you to answer one question. Do you have a problem with Tom Cruise, per se, or do you have a problem with 80s Tom Cruise? Uh, it's specifically 80s Tom Cruise. And why? Because he plays the same character in every bloody film he's in, in the 80s, or predominantly every film. I think there's one or two exceptions, but it's always... I always remember hearing, hearing a joke about Tom Cruise and his uh, roles that he played. I can't remember the name of the comedian. I was the Canadian comedian. I think it was Rich Hall, it might have been. But he said something, and it's always stuck with me. And he said, if you look at his films, he plays a character, young, cocky, gets into, you know, whatever job or environment he wants to be in. Then he has a crisis of confidence. But then with the love of a woman, he conquers that crisis and he becomes the hero at the end. And almost all of his 80s films, Tom Cruise, that's every character. And it's never left me. I've never forgotten it. And rewatching Top Gun now, perfect example. All right, let's let's before we I'm let, I'm, Google, I'm googling all those eighty films yeah. now. I want, I want, before I, we let Prog rip into this film, because I I know where this is going to go, but it maybe the audience is one. I'm going to give my memories of it, and then Ev, and then we can bring Prog in. Right, um, I grew up with a certain amount of Tom Cruise films, right, in my household. And I mentioned this on previous podcasts. It was me and my my mum and my sister. So there were some um, films that were possibly aimed at females, right? And um, Tom Cruise, I'm not saying his films were aimed at females, but they pro- he probably had a following because he was this young, you know, attractive guy, you know, whatever. So in my household, we had Cocktail, right? That was what I think that was my sister's film. We, um, I, I don't know if we had Top Gun, but I, I definitely watched it a few times. But I, I, reckon how, it was, I reckon it would have been risky business for your sister and cocktail for your mother. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen risk, risky business. Okay, that's that's okay. Is that the one where he's that famous scene where he's in a white shirt and he's he slides, slides, slides yeah. in? Yeah, yeah. I, I must, I must have seen it. Right? He gets a free house, doesn't he? Ah, right. But so so I grew up quite a bit around Cockdale as regards to Tom Cruise. Maybe not so much Top Gun, but I, I've definitely seen this numerous times right here. But the biggest thing when it comes to Top Gun and my memories are not because of this film. It's because of Hot Shots. <laughs> and Hot Shots predominantly use the story of Top Gun yeah. as as it's as it's you know as its story. So I was watching this last night 
Oh, I finished it off last night, I should say. Um, and all I could think of was all the different lines and the different bits that Hot Shots are taking the piss out of. And, and do you know one particular scene? Do you know at the very end where um, John Cryer's character is guiding in um, Harley... Is his name Harley Topper? Whatever his Top, name is. Topper Harley. Topper Harley, sorry, yeah. And... Um, and he's just like, you know, glider in. Oh, my wings have gone. Bring down the landing gear. They're shot. And he was just lifting. <laughs> and basically, the, the ship just, I'm not a ship, the, the plane just falls straight. And it's just it's like the carcass. Of, it's just the carcass, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, watching it last night, that's all I could think of. So, and I also forgot Meg Ryan was in it. Can I just say now, going off the back of what you just brought up, I was. Within 10 minutes of me watching Top Gun, I was wishing I was watching Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a which one, though. Hot Shots 1 or Hot Shots Pot 2. I would have, I would have taken any of them. I would have watched both Hot Shots films on repeat for 24 hours rather than sit through Top Gun last night. <laughs> oh, for me, it would always be Hot Shots 1, but I do love Pot 2. Pot 2 um, has some good bits. Man. Yeah. Um, so, Ev, over to you, buddy. Well, oh, so, sorry, sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Really sorry, I, I hate you when I do. <gasps> I also forgot. I also thought that Kelly McGuinness's character was a shrink in it, and it's, again, simply because <laughs> I've got it mixed up with Hot Shots. Basically, they're the same film. <laughs> funny, funny enough, Sean actually said, actually said to us, um, Sean, my wife, when when I was watching it um, the other day, she was saying, "I thought she was a psych- psychologist or something." I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Hot, hot shots. Hot shots. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ed. Sorry, mate. Oh no, sorry. Um, to be honest, I can't. I can't really remember when I when I first watched this film. It must have. It must have been. I'd say when I when I was in high school, it must have been because I, I don't I don't remember watching it any time. Um, so either before or after that. Um. But it's it's just it's just cheese from start to finish, isn't it? It is. It's just like it's just proper macho cheese, and part and 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 that's what's so endearing about it. I know you don't, uh, you know. I'm seeing your face. Oh, you carry on, right? <laughs> but um, Ev, we always knew this was going to be a difficult podcast, <laughs> and I don't think we're ever going to change his mind on it. So we just have to live with that fact. Yeah. But um. But yeah, uh, it's it's just like there are there are some parts where like and watching it back back a couple of nights ago, I I just felt myself cringe and and like it's I don't know just, yeah certain certain things like like Meg Ryan's character how it's how she's like is she supposed to be a proper hick like country hick in it I don't know is uh, and just like this certain certain thing like the the proper macho, macho things like, bull, you know, you can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit, you can be mine. You know, and all that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I did, um, <sighs> like you, when I saw that bit at the end, I knew it was coming. I almost quoted it myself. Mm. And I thought, yeah. fuck me, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know, I know you were going to bring it up at some point, Dev. Yeah. But that bar scene... Oh, leave, leave leave that till later because because I, I think oh. we can we can have we can have at least half hour on that scene alone. But um, yeah. we we will bring it up and yeah. and I think I've mentioned it previously. But I have I have an issue with it for one particular reason. But we'll bring it up in changes. 
Yeah. Ah, um, the one thing I always love about this film, Kelly McGuinness's car. Mm. I, oh, oh, yeah. I think it's brilliant. And I only found out last night that it's um, it's a Porsche Speedster. Are we on the good points, are we? Well, I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but um, I, I just have to put it in there because every time I see that car, I'm like, oh, and she drives it like a loon. Yeah, I thought I thought you I, th- I thought for a minute you were gonna see see it's an AC fucking cobra. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a 1980 uh, no 1958 Porsche Speedster. Mm. I looked it up. Come on, Emprog. Do you have any young memories of this that um have sort of clouded your judgment on why it's a bad film? Um I I I did watch it when I was younger, and I only ever watched it once. And I didn't like it when I was younger. And I was in my, I'd say, teens, maybe 12 to 15 years old I was in, right? Now, I, I honestly can't tell you why I didn't like it when I was younger. Um, I just I just knew when I finished watching the film, I was like, I, I don't like that. I just don't like that. So when we... And I never watched it until now. Really? Because, yeah. Genuinely, I really? never watched, oh. I haven't watched Top Gun in 25 years, more or less. Is it, so is this like therapy? Well, the thing <laughs> is, right, doing this podcast, yes, I always said I don't like Top Gun. But when you when we said we were going to rewatch it, I was like, okay, yeah, I haven't watched it for years, so I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. You know, I we I think we said this loads of times, whether it's, we've recorded it or we've just been chatting amongst ourselves. We go in the films hoping that it's going to be good. You want to watch a film and be entertained. Don't you? you don't go into a film thinking, I'm going to slag this off no matter what. But watching it last night, I honestly, I was biting my knuckles within five minutes. It was just, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. I really couldn't. I, in fact, it's worse now than what I remember it being. <laughs> And we got, and we'll get to it at some point. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it for twenty five years since the first time I watched it. I watched it last night, and uh, yeah. Uh, we we may as well mention this now because I was going to mention it at some point. But we've got a mate who um, really likes this film, mm. um, and his name's Daniel Harris. I don't know. He used to listen to the podcast. He may not anymore. <laughs> but um, his stag do. Um, yeah, we we, we went to the, like what was it like. Top Gun themed. Everyone had like aviators and t-shirts and t-shirts printed. T-shirts and printed out, and yeah. T- and the uh, chains, didn't they? Oh, and and uh, the dog tags. Mm. Um, really good stag do that was. That was a great yeah. stag do that was. Yeah. But ma- I, many stories I can't be told on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got I've got another mate who um who who really love. Well, he, I think he just loves Tom Cruise in general. Tim Tim Lloyd, if you're listening shout out um but yeah he um yeah he loves this film as well and i think he i think he was when when i was when i used to work with him i i i think he always used to go on about a sequel that you know if they re, if they make you know top gun 2 and whatever and lo and behold they are so, mm. so here's a question at this point prog you've just watched this film and we've got you know we've gauged where you are with <laughs> with it there is a sequel it's coming out at the end of next month, and this is the reason why we're doing it on the podcast. But it also has one of the podcast favorites starring in the sequel, in Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. So is that reason enough for you to go and watch the sequel? 
Uh, I don't know whether it's reason enough for me to spend money at the cinema, but it's reason enough that if it was on telly, I might watch it. But if we say we're going to watch it for this podcast, I'll watch, I'll watch it. I, I've got no problem in giving a film a chance. No yeah. problem at all. Good, because we are going to go and watch it for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, if we if we recorded our reactions, just don't put the camera on me solely, right? <laughs> There'll be a camera on Prog's face, like every time Tom Cruise or or any other like macho, you know, sort of scene comes on, he'd be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And then he'll pan to Jennifer Connelly, and he'd be drooling to one side. They <laughs> call it the Prog Cam. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like two hours of just two gifts. One of Jean Luc Picard face palming, and another one of <laughs> another one of Jim Carrey in the mask where he sees Cameron Diaz. I love, I love, uh, I love R rated material. Yeah, I love my cock in one hand and my knuckle in my mouth with the other. <laughs> I can't believe you've gone down there this early. It's probably it's not even like ten minutes. Ten minutes gone, and we've gone. Oh, down right, there. You wait until we record Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we may as well move on then and get yeah. at least some good aspects out of prog. Um, Ev, what have you got? Go on, you may just. Oh, start. I got, I got, I got, I got whoa, 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 whoa. Let got me go, let me go first. No, <laughs> so I, got, no. I haven't got that many, and then you. So, boys so we can, can mop up. Yeah, you you boys can carry on for about ten minutes, then. So, I normally I would say Tony Scott, and I think he does a decent job with what he's given. But the best thing about this film. Is Tom Skerritt. Oh, Tom Skerritt is awesome. Even with that dialogue, he's still good. That's it. That's all I've got. I, I, I'll jump on Tom Skerritt, but I'll also add in Michael Ironside. Yeah. Because um, I do think he's an underrated actor. I, I'd agree with that, yeah. He is yeah, good. I, um, he, he doesn't get enough credit. No. In my I'm, eyes. Yeah, I've got... I'll, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. It's just that this... It's just a who's who of like '80s action, you know, movie stars and loads, loads of cameos. I saw like like watching watching it back. Obviously, you got Cruz, um, Val Kilmer, Ironside, James Tolkien, you know, as the is you know the mouthy. Who is the um the principal in Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Strickland. Whip, yeah, Strickland. Yeah, yeah. Whip, uh, Whip Hubley, who plays Hollywood. What a name that is, Whip. <laughs> Whip. Well, I thought you were going to say Hollywood. What a name! <laughs> yeah, um, Rick Rossovich, who was who was in Terminator, um, he he plays Slider. Um, Tom Skerritt, obviously from Alien. Um, young Tim Robbins, who plays Merlin. Yeah, oh, I um, Yeah. Also, um, for for those people who who saw Heroes, the sci-fi series, uh, cameo for Adrian Pasta, who played Nathan Petrelli. Um, yeah. he was he was chipper. His name was. Um, in uh, he's the one that can fly, isn't he? Mm, yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Also, and I don't I don't know if they meant to do this, but a little a, a little bit of ca- uh, casual racism for um a guy called Clarence Gilliard Jr., a, a, a black actor who was Theo in Die Hard. Um, ah, good shout. He was. He was um, Mavericks, sort of standing yeah. goose, wasn't he? Yeah. His but his, but his, his code name was Sundown. And it's like, 
That is quite like undertone. Hang on a minute now. Hang on a minute. You don't, I, I can't believe I'm going to defend the film here, but you don't know whether he picked that name. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm hoping he did because if he didn't, that's uh, that's that's bad. That mind. Um, and and also last last one, which I didn't I, I didn't know until just just um, having a look on IMDb. The guy who played Cougar, John Stockwell, was in um, the film adaptation of Christine, uh, the Stephen King novel. About the he car. Pl- yeah. 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 He played one of the main characters, Dennis. So yeah. after that, who's who have in who's in the film? What's your good yeah. point, Seth? <laughs> um, the score and the soundtrack. Ah, oh, I got it as well. Yes, come on, it, it, it is a classic. Whether you like yeah. the film or not, Kenny Loggins at his fabulous best. Yeah. I never liked it. I, I, and I, I'm glad you said the score as well, Ev. Right, because there's yeah. one particular scene, and it's the court scene, or if you can call it a court. Oh you yeah. Know, so he's um, Tom Cruise's character is in front of a couple, um, couple of like senior officials. They've done their report, and um, they've found that he wasn't responsible for Goose's death. And then all of a sudden, the synth kicks in. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> for me, one of the best bits of the film. And and also, the, the, obviously, the the main riff, the Top Gun theme, is away. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this, Ev. It's, uh, I think it's um, pretty classic. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, well, why, why are we talking about this? Do you know that they approached Brian Adams to originally write the theme? To- or not, not to write it, but they wanted to use, and I can try to think what film it is or what song it is, Only the Strong Survive. They wanted to use that on the film soundtrack, but he refused because he felt that the film was going to glorify war. Oh, okay. Why do you um, agree to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, then? <laughs> bit more fictional, than it? Yeah. Oh, didn't, um, didn't Harold Faltermeyer write the Top Gun theme? Him of, him of Axel Foley. Oh, am mm-hmm. I oh, oh, getting that wrong? Well, it was Harold Faltermeyer who wrote the music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did. Be- it did Beverly Hills Cop too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, well, my my last good point is the very the very end scene, the jukebox in the bar. That is beautiful. The Wurlitzer jukebox, just the jukebox itself. <laughs> you can't have a favourite aspect. <laughs> so why, why, why not? What are you on about? You brought up the car. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I just mentioned that it well, I'm not saying it's a favorite aspect, but I love it. You I cheated. Oh, I you brought cheated. it up in my memories. You cheated. <laughs> you if you wanted to, you could have put that in your favorite aspects, but you cheated. Oh, hey. I knew it didn't I knew it didn't meet the criteria. Oh, Stuart Stuart's I, inquiry. I don't think me and Evan have seen the criteria for favorite aspects. I've been here and half doing this. I never any of us have seen the criteria for the full oh. podcast. See, because just because he's host, he's throwing his weight around. I know, right. one, one rule for one rule for one, <laughs> one rule for another. Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh. Um, Ev, you mentioned um the like the who's who in this film, but I'm gonna yeah. reel out the pile of actors, and I don't think any of these are gonna be a surprise who are in the running for the role of Maverick. Sean oh, Penn. Hang on, hang on now, hang on now. Can I just say, can we take a moment to reflect on these names once you've read them? Yeah, okay. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell's got to be in there. Um, do you know what? I don't think he is. 
But <gasps> some, someone I always used to get, not necessarily confused with Kurt Russell, but I always thought he was very similar. But we're gonna cut, I'll come to that in a minute. Sean Penn. Mm. Matthew Modine um, or whatever you say his name, yeah, Modine, um, yeah. Full Metal Jacket guy. Uh, Patrick Swayze, who I always used to sort of think very similar to Kurt Russell. That would have been a different film, wouldn't it? Yeah, Emilio uh, Estevez, no. Nicholas Cage, oh. John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Michael J. Fox, and Tom Hanks. I swear to God, <sighs> if Nicholas Cage was in this film, it'd be a ten out of ten. I, I couldn't see him being the, the the lead. Can I just? I'm going to say this now. I was going to bring it up at the end in in things I would change. I would flip Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Oh, you'd have what? You have Val as, Val as the lead. I would because I think Val in this film is way more charismatic with much less to do. Well, he was originally uh, he didn't want to do the film. He was contractually obliged to do the film because, you know, actors, they sign up for so many films per contract when they sign up for um, studios. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't want to do it. And supposedly him. him and Tom Cruise did not get on for the, for the film. Yeah, I, well, there's stories about Val, isn't there? Just as, but, much, just as there's stories about Tom Cruise, I suppose. But, well, yeah. So who knows what's true? So out of those, um, yeah, those individuals there, any that you could have seen play uh, Maverick? Who's the third one again? Uh, which one, the third one? Yeah, he said Sean Penn, then one other, then... Matthew Modi, Modine, or how would you say his name? Modine. Modine. Um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. I tell you what, that would have been an interesting film with Patrick Swayze. That would have been a bit more introspective, wouldn't it? Mm. A bit more thought-provoking, I think. And Tom Michael. Hanks. Oh no. Tom Hanks in this role. I can't see him as a I can't see him as an action lead at this point. Mike, Michael J. Fox would have been a good shot, though. Nah. He's too, he's too he's too young or young lucky. He looks like a boy. I was gonna say he's too short, but then Tom Cruise is five six, is he something like that? Yeah. He's quite short. He had to stand on like boxes when he was next to Kelly McGuinness. Who's um? You couldn't have had Sly or Arnie, could you? Nah. Um, you could have had Kurt, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. You could have Kurt in any film. <laughs> in- he instantly elevates it about three points. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, le- and let's let's be fair. With his fabulous hair, it would have fit right in with the hairstyles in this film. Honest, honestly, the ha- the high and tight sort of you know military haircuts in this film. I oh, just, yeah, but that was a that was nineties Kurt. No, no, eighties eighties Kurt had mullet overboard. Yeah, the yeah the mullet in that didn't he? He did have the mullet. Yeah. Oh, I sorry, just, I thought you meant more military. Oh no, no, mullet. no, I had the the mullet. Yeah. On, I just thought of an actor. He, he's not. He wasn't a star, although I think he probably should have been. Michael Bean. Oh, well, that is a that is a fabulous shout there. Right, you got to um. Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle. Kyle Reese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would. He would have added a bit of darkness to that role as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have. Yeah. Oh yeah. He got the eyes for him, he? and let's be honest, when they're in the plane, that's all you pr- pretty much see in. <laughs> he, he's got. He's got the maniacal stare as well, isn't he? Yeah. He'd be. He'd be. Uh, he'd be giving the Russian pilots what for, wouldn't he? 
I just would have put the whole cast of aliens in this film. <laughs> John Hurt as Maverick. <laughs> no, I mean the second one. Aliens uh, the next. Oh, aliens. Uh, Sorry, not yeah. aliens. Imagine, imagine, imagine A-Pone as James Tolkien's Tol- <laughs> character. Yeah. A-Pone would have been fucking great. <laughs> if that's a, I tell you what, that's a question. If you could recast any film with another film's cast, what would you do? I reckon, I reckon a, recasting Top Gun with a, the Aliens cast would have been really yeah. good. Yeah, but who, who would you have as sort of like the, the female love interest? Go on, what? Yeah. Or, or what's her name? Vasquez or whatever. Is Vasquez. It? Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only because they're the only two females in the film. But I can... oh, no, there's, there's another one, isn't there? There's, uh, she only plays oh. a big part, unfortunately. Yeah. Because she gets killed off quite early. But um, where's Sp- the Spunkmeyer. That's a, that's a name, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Spunkmeyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this now. You'd have Lance Henriksen as well. Bill Paxton. Oh, he'd be, he'd be he'd be Iceman for sure, wouldn't he? Well, imagine Michael Bean going up against Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah. They are the antagonist and protagonist of the film. That would be really good, that would. Whatever you have, you've got to, though, have people who can pull off the volleyball scene, which, only because it's in the film. I'm not saying I like that scene at all, but you know that, that scene is just... And I've got sort of a quote on this, that it was only put in post-production because they wanted to show off, um, you know, um, Tom Cruise's body. And I was just thinking, he hasn't got the greatest body, I didn't think. He's not like he's like really muscular and whatever. He's just... He's not... Actually, I'm going to put that down as one of my favourite aspects. Anthony Edwards keeping his top on. (laughs) Because he had a dad. (laughs) Well done, you, Well done. (laughs) Get your dignity. Do you reckon he saw like um you know the other guys? So it was Iceman, so Val Kilman, the other they took their tops off and he was just like, ah, I'm gonna have to have a word yeah. with the director. <laughs> <laughs> you just say like, no, so sorry, t- tone, tone, it's not going. It's, to be honest, they thing. did they didn't do Anthony Edwards any favours in this film, did they? They give him the the Larry Bird wispy moustache. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Anthony Edwards. Just, just I from think ER. he's a good actor. Yeah, from ER is one of my, one of the best he was ever made for me. Well, I I really mean, I, I was I was going to find a moment to bring this up, but he was one of my hopes for the film when I was rewatching it because I like mm. him and I always I always thought Goose is the good guy, isn't he? He's the likable one out of the two. So hopefully, I'm going to like Goose. Mm. But of course, his character was just they didn't give him anything. And he's he's a bit too goofy as well, isn't he? For, yeah. for my liking, anyway. Yeah, even his one-liners were shit. And he can't sing Great Balls of Fire. But don't get me started on the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's move on to a favourite scene, at least. You must have something there, Prog. When the credits came on. <laughs> Is it because you were hoping for a post credit scene? Yeah, I was hoping for another 10 minutes. Um, okay, favourite scene, let me have a think. I'm going to go with the ve- the very opening, where they're showing the planes on the ship. What, Danger Zone and all that? Yeah, no, with the, with the Top Gun score. Oh, okay. 
and they're showing the cruiser and they're showing all the planes coming into land and the people working on the ship. I thought that was quite cinematic. That is honestly all I can come up with. You know, support some of that. I think, you know, I'm can you imagine being in the 80s and watching that in the cinema? I imagine it would, you know, it would have been a spectacle. Mm. And every time they took out one of those planes and filmed it properly, it cost them like I think it was something ridiculous, like 10 grand an hour. Really? Yeah. And there's one particular scene where they where, where the missiles are fired. And they only had enough money to fire two missiles. Two missiles. And um, to, <laughs> the director just kept reusing the shots. And I think they, like, inverted them at one point and um, used the different aspects, you know, a, a different bit of footage later on as well. Can I, can I ask you boys about this? Um, what did you think of the dogfight scenes? I thought they were all right, <laughs> to be fair. Do you think do you think they've aged okay no. or well? Do you no? I think elements of them have. Seeing mm. the planes and what have you, fine. I didn't particularly think the seeing the faces in the cockpit jumping around, I didn't like that bit. I didn't think that bit had aged as well. Mm. Right. There's elements of it I, I thought were fine and, and worked well, and there's elements of it that definitely didn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. What did you think? Well, I, unfortunately, I hated them. Not because I thought they aged badly, but you know, but uh, you boys know I'm not a fan of a car chase. So a dog fight is like 10 times worse for me because all I see is planes in the air. That's it. I, 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 they, they would be done very different now. I, I, I think there are times that they're confusing. There, you can't really work out what's happening. You can't. You, you've got to really concentrate on the dialogue to try and decipher what they're saying. And the dialogue shit. So. Yeah, the the bit where he, you know, he that he goes upside down and he's like a foot away from the the Mig. Oh, bet. Oh, yeah. And again, all I could think of was um, hot shots. <laughs> the thing is, right? I I do think it'd be interesting to see the new film. Hmm. To, to see what they do with it, because obviously technology and filming style and all that has come on so much now, isn't it? Some some of the sh- some of the shots in the trailer, like when 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 they've they've got the camera facing back at them when the when the plane goes off the hangar, I think that's quite that's quite good. But you think about how this film is thought of, and it's primarily for Tom Cruise and and the dog fight scenes, isn't it? Mm. And the reason I asked the question is because I watched it and I was just bored. I was fucking bored watching the dogfight scenes. Yeah, I, I know. I, I wouldn't say I was bored. I was just a bit... Yeah, I, I was just a bit perplexed by it. I was thinking, right, right what's happening now? Where, where, where's the MiG? Where are they in relation to the MiGs? Here's a question for you. What country are they fighting against? I think it's supposed to be Russia. Russia, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not... Imp- it's not said at any point, is it? But that's sort of no. implied, I think. It, well, it's it's basically like the right at the end, isn't it? What like one one ship goes off course and goes into like into enemy territory or something, and then the the planes come out because they think it's a hostile act and stuff. It's... Yeah. Well, they show one of the planes and they show the flag, but I think it's a made-up flag, isn't it? 
Yeah, it wouldn't surprise you. But it would have been around the time of the Cold War, wouldn't it? Was this 86? Yeah, 86, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But you see the, the Cold War, maybe? You see the helmets of the of the MiG pilots and they've got red stars on, so you so you think it's you think it's Russia really. I think it's subtle, isn't it? But it's not it's implied, but it's not necessarily said. Yeah. A favorite scene. Do you know what? I really struggled with this. I did like the opening scene, as Prog said. I don't think I've got much beyond that. Um, this is funny. I, I enjoyed the film. But I, I there's not a standout moment for me. Hmm. It's pure nostalgia, 80s cheese. Evan mentioned that earlier. And I I don't particularly like the love interest scene. You know, the, hmm. the engagement between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGuinness's characters. They do have the obligatory blue light, you know, <laughs> sex scene. Yeah, again, that sex scene shown to test audiences, not the scene, sorry, the film. Mm. The test audience said, oh, we, we need um, a love scene in it. And, and Andrew Owen was asked and he said, I need to see 80s boobs. <laughs> and, uh, yes, the, the, for me, not enough boob and 80s boob and not enough um, saxophone. Oh, but it's a it's a banger that song though, the Berlin one. Sorry, have you said you were a favourite scene? No, um, and I, I'm I'm a bit like you. I haven't really got a, a favourite scene, but I'm going to give a special mention to the volleyball scene, just just for the just for the fact that it's. I think I saw I saw like a comedy show, and I think they refer to it as like a, a like the most homoerotic scene ever in ever in film. Yeah, it, it it also comes on um, Tarantino's. Um, cameo is near that. He, what, what film is it, Prog? Sleep with me. Yeah, sleep with me. I just checked my notes. So, have you ever seen? Um, so, Tarantino is in a film called Sleep with Me, right? And he has a cameo, and for about a minute or two, he unleashes how um, homoerotic, or there's a homoerotic subtext to Top Gun, and yeah. since that film, everyone goes on. About Top yeah. Gun being, yeah, this homoerotic sort of yeah. film. Is it, I think it's just that it's it's just pure cheese. More, and I think yeah, but cheese isn't always good. Ev. I know, yeah, but the but the song's good. I like the song. I, I will um, say though, their their volleyball skills are decent. It's not yeah. like um, you know, some sports scenes in films, and they they're absolutely terrible. Yeah. But, but they, they must well, have lowered that that net a little bit for Tom Cruise. <laughs> Oh, is he spiking over that? Tom Cruise ain't spiking ever. No, he does look cool in his getup though, with like with the you know the distressed jean look and then the crisp white t-shirt afterwards. It's almost well, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing, right? Everyone's like white t-shirts or white shirts. I don't know they're in the navy. They're spotless, aren't they? They're like iron to an inch of their lives. They're like they've just come off the hangar from the supermarket. I don't know what it's like with you boys, but when I put a white t-shirt on, within like 20 seconds, I've got vinegar or oil or some point of food sauce on there. <laughs> it's inevitable. And it, not even when I've been like in the kitchen or cooking or something, you look down and it's like, where the hell's that come from? <laughs> they must have used like a you know a gallon of starch on it as well. Just because it's <laughs> the, not a single crease. No, they, are, they, probably, they probably had like vanish oxy gold, just stashes of it in the back. Oh, it's a stain. Right, get it in there. Um, or a bit like Michael Jackson. I don't know if you know the story about Michael Jackson. That he only ever used to wear one 
um, he only used to wear a pair of socks once, and then he'd throw them away. So brand new, wear them, throw them away. So I wonder if it was the same. Like they only ever wear like one shirt. Yeah, you know, wear it once, sort of thing. Buy it and then yeah, get rid of it. Mind you, he could probably sell those socks for a hundred pound a pop after he's worn them. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, where people sell like used panties. He's yeah. just like <laughs> handing out socks. Shall we do it then? Shall we move on to changes? And we've mentioned some already. Can I just throw in one thing? No, everyone sweats in this film. I was going to oh. mention that the Look amount of per- scene people are yeah. sweating. The amount of perspiration in that in this film is just ridiculous. No wonder they're all chiselled. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've got like no sort of um, fluid in their body. No, so, so everyone is dehydrated to fucking back. <laughs> so they just cut a bit like when um yeah you, you but not not necessarily bodybuilders, but when you go to other sort of like um oh, you know like Miss World. They get slightly drunk because they drink alcohol to dehydrate them. So they mm-hmm. drink like wine and gin beforehand um, because, and it'll draw the sort of um, water away from their, their skin. Why have we never been backstage at Miss World with you, Bert? <laughs> you, obviously, you obviously know the right people. <laughs> no, no, I you, know you, all the tricks. You, you're right, though, because I, I, I saw a documentary once on, the, on this um this guy was he was he was just like a normal working class guy wanting to be like you know Mister Universe or, or whatever and he was and he he it was showing you like the day or two before the before the competition he was drinking a lot red wine like no one's business like for for an evening meal the night before he had a steak and half a bottle of red wine then in the morning he had the other half half the bottle of red wine and then nothing. Until yeah. until after the competition, and it was that bad. He um he collapsed from dehydration. Yeah, I I know um definitely in these sort of like fitness um competitions, females will drink a lot of gin. Mm. Uh, There's no uh, calories, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you want something in you that's least amount of calories, but also that will give you that desired effect to dehydrate you. Yeah. Anyway. That, um, we can move on now, but yeah, everyone sweats in it. And it starts off with bloody James Tolkien or whatever his name is at the very beginning, sweating buckets and on the ship. Yeah. And this bald head is just piss firing everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's can I just say, as a bald man, I had an affinity for him because we, you know, because we, because of our lack of hair, it just tends to find anywhere it can. To, but imagine to you were a bald man with no eyebrows. Ooh, constantly running in your eyes. Oh yeah, well, it runs in my eyes anyway. <laughs> do you want to do you want to go next prog with your long list, or or should we leave, should we leave the best or last? Uh, but I could pick holes in this until tomorrow morning. So you just go if you want. I mean, there's so much, so many things. I I'm not a fan. I'm just gonna. The biggest one for me is the dialogue. I think it's appalling. I think a six year old wrote it. It's so melodramatic. Uh, I was watching it last night, and I thought, I may as well chuck EastEnders on. You know, every bit of dialogue is, has got a bit of drama in it. It's so, I mean? it's so on the nose, though. Isn't your e- it? your ego's right yeah. in checks, your body can't. Oh, but that's got to be one of the best lines in that film, surely. Yeah. I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> like, that makes me cringe. Yeah. Nobody in real life talks like they do in Top Gun. They don't. 
I don't even get me started on Tom Cruise trying to get into uh, Kelly McGuinness. It is shocking, isn't it? Yeah. It is awful. Awful. Which does lead us, Ev, to the very yeah. scene that oh, we yeah. back in yeah. it. And I'm going to start with it, right? And Go you, on. you, I'm going to let, once I've had my rant, by all means, come in. Um, so we're talking about the scene where he sings, You've lost, lost That Loving Feeling. And I hate this scene with a passion for one reason and one reason only. And that is every guy in the 80s and fucking 90s decided that they could sing to women in bloody pubs and what have you. And no one in their right mind would ever do this. And no one in their, and no group of people in their right minds would join in. In, you know, like all his mates come around and like, yeah. baby, baby. And especially the guy who then takes over. Yeah. Oh, it's, I hate it with a passion. Every pub and rugby club around the country in the bloody 80s and 90s probably had one guy who thought they could do this. So you're, so just so I, get, I can get this straight now. Because I didn't realise this is where you were going with this scene. No, well, there's plenty else wrong with the scene, but this is my main hate with it. Okay, so <laughs> you're differentiating this from your career on the karaoke. Yeah, very different. I, right. I, I have never gone up to a girl in a bar and just started singing full blast in front of them. I, I have, well, well, no, unless I got a different memory <laughs> or something, I have not. Right, I'm not going to correct you because I, I. Genuinely can't remember. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. I thought you had a memory then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be that Columbo. Uh, and another thing, you yeah. sang to yeah. Just one more thing. Um, no, but I do know for a fact that every Wednesday we went out to the Black Lion, we did karaoke, Andy and the Gimps made an appearance every Wednesday, <laughs> and you sang, and I swear, right, I don't know for a fact, but I, I swear it would be unheard of if you didn't look a girl in the eyes while you were singing. <laughs> yeah, get off. It was Wednesday. It was pound a pint. I could barely see the, the lyrics on the screen. Let alone look a girl in the eyes. What, 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 was it this song as well? Was it you? No, 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 no. no. Brown-eyed girl I would do with prog, and I would also do um, Suspicious Minds. And, oh. and on one occasion, he also did Backstreet Spark. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Prague were seeing um, girls at the time who were best friends, right? And um, <laughs> I always remember they went up and they sang "Respect" by um, Aretha Franklin. The only problem is they didn't know the words apart from "respect" and the spelling out of it. And I'm not entirely sure they got the spelling right either, even though the, oh, they were on the actual <laughs> words on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't say the last T, did they? They said a K instead. Uh, so so was it so was it a case of that you had the mic you had the microphone and then all of a sudden you you surveying the the, the dance floor the, or the bar area and you just point at the at the particular girl and just go. No, I gotta say I don't think Andrew was ever a pointer. Oh, or, I never no. pointed. No. <laughs> Let's not, let's not talk about this anymore. Whenever he was drunk, well, you know, Ev, he would, yeah. he, would he would mumble a lot unless you put a microphone in front of him. Yeah, I'm, I mumble anyway. <laughs> I, I remember um, 
at you know uh, aforementioned Daniel Harris's wet evening do. You you were the go west and the king of wishful thinking. You were well into that. I remember. Oh, well, that that's because <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but um, late nineties, early two thousands, Graham Henry was um, manager. Henry was. Yeah, Graham, Graham Henry was manager of the Welsh rugby club team, and they went on tour to Argentina, and there was a prop called Ben Evans. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He sang this song on like a tour. Um, you know, they they followed them on tour, and he sang this song, or the song came on the radio, and he did some actions to it. And I always remember to this day, like he was doing the King of, you know, on all this. Um, so I love that song for just <laughs> that ran, really anyway. random reason. Uh, go on, Ev. What else do you hate about that scene? Oh, it, it, it's it, it's just it's almost it's almost as though like. The whole male contingent of the club are ganging up on this poor girl. Every 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 man in the club is just round round her literally. And what what she's supposed to supposed to say? She's supposed you know if she says no, I don't fancy Maverick at all. You know, there's there's like you know fifty to sixty blokes just go oh, you know giving a shit for the entire night. You know, it's I, on a similar note, right? Once upon a time, a young Andrew Owen. Um, <laughs> was um, in a similar situation, but roles reversed, and a group of girls um, were trying to get me to um, to to go out with with a girl which I didn't fancy. What by singing to you? Not by singing to me, no. <laughs> but similar sort of like you know premise. It was like you know peer pressure of the all pre- that. I bet the pressure was immense, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if they started singing to me, I would have had to cave. Oh. <laughs> I love the fact that you, you I love the fact that you recognize that you might have actually had a breaking point there. Uh, they started singing your loving feet, and I'm like, oh, I'm gone. I'm gone. I can't do All it. Right, come, come on. Here, come on. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. I'll take it on a date. It's fine. <laughs> You, you had me. You've lost that loving feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, um, you know what gets me about that scene though is Tom Cruise's shit-eating grin. Yeah, I can't. It's just, and again, I like Tom Cruise. I think he's a, a good actor in in a lot of films, and uh, I think he's actually got better as he's got older. But he's so fucking smarmy in this film. So smarmy, and that scene in particular, he follows her into the women's toilets. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's that yeah. I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah, that's re- that's really bad. Yeah, mm. it, ridiculous. Come on, what other scenes we got? Oh, I've, I've got I've got quite a few actually. Um, when Cougar quits at the start, where's he going to go? It's not as if he can just like get the bus home or whatever. <laughs> He's he's on he's on the British ship in the middle of the, middle of the Indian Ocean. What's he gonna do? Just sit in his room for like two weeks until they make port. I love it if he jumped in one of those planes and just said, "I'm off home." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mav, give us a lift. Yeah, all right, all right then. Jump in. Um, Again, no, that scene, the dialogue's fucking awful, isn't it? I know, yeah, just awful. He's pretty seen. He, he nearly orphaned them, and he hasn't even seen them. What he hasn't even seen his wife at all. Surely he's seen his wife. Come on. 
no, he, I think he's just refer- yeah. But again, the dialogue isn't written well enough, is it? That he's just referring yeah. to his, his his child, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, next one in the club back in the club, um, Iceman's wearing aviators. Why should you you can you can't see a thing, can he? He's drink, he's drink, he's drink, he's drinking. It's a dimly lit club. Plus, he's got plenty sunglasses on. Ah, terrible. so aviators at the time, or, or before all this, were, were seen as quite um, old-fashioned because they'd come in and out of fashion since like um, I, I don't know when they originally came into sort of. I think it was the thirties or the forties they came in anyway. So um, after this film, aviator sales ro- rose forty percent. Wow. Oh. And I, I don't think they were sort of um, product placement. I think no. they just happened to be used in the film. I wonder if that was the start of product placement. Might well have been. I got a couple here. When when Maverick quit, who was who was Wolfman phoning? Kelly McGuinness. <laughs> no, he was. Jagging, jagging. Yeah, yeah, because oh, okay. she then went to the bar to get him, or oh, whatever okay. he was. Okay. Oh, that's what I. Well, that's what I. Yeah. Oh well, maybe oh, I don't. Only because she was sleeping with him as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's a twist for you. Oh, no. Yeah. A couple more. I've got um, the side story of Maverick's dad. There was no need for it. No. No need at all. There was no point in it whatsoever. Or yeah. it, it just drama a bit more about it. Yeah. They even needed more or not at all. Yeah. But it, yeah. But it, but it was it, it was almost as if like oh, like when. When uh, Tom Skerritt's character is tell- talking to him at the end, it's like, oh, what I'm about to tell you could be my career. And they just blurted out anyway. Um, it's like, come on, it's not, need- it's not needed. And last one, question for you. Goose's death, who was at fault? Was it, was it Maverick for going too close to Iceman or was it Iceman not moving away? I got a, a sub-question to that. Why did he hit the roof? Or how did he hit... The cockpit roof. Was it like two levers? And one you got to pull first for the cockpit to go away, and then you have to pull the other one for the seat to come away. And did he just pull them both yeah. at the same time? Isn't it just automatic? You pull them and the yeah. cockpit comes off, and then the... the... Well, that, that, that's what I thought. So how did he hit it? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I always took it that the cockpit just didn't come off properly. Because yeah. Maverick does say a line in there, something like "be my, you know, w- watch out for the cockpit roof" or or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he says that he says, "Can you can you reach the handles eject? Because I can't reach mine or something." Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's that. That's it for me. I got a couple of bits, and I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about when Progma asked about the um the flight scenes. Um, I think Goose's death could be a bit better. It just happens all of a sudden. Well, when wouldn't you just have him pancake on the actual floor, like, in it? <laughs> like, like a scene from Hot Shots, you mean? Just me, just have him go, like, you know, full on and and a 200 mile an hour into the deck instead into water. Well, yeah, and then both of them float and then he's... Yeah, and, and, and of course, Tom Cruise gets to cradle him, doesn't he? And he must have cradled oh, him for, like, I don't know, fucking hours before that. Don't get me started on the Meg Ryan scene. After. Wow. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's fucking awful. He yeah. loved playing with you, Maverick. <laughs> Shut up. 
I uh, I will admit in the flight scenes I got a little bit of motion sickness, only because they were all over the place. Um, and if Maverick loved Goose that much, what he should have done is made sure that family is sorted for life. Mm. He should have married Meg Ryan. He would have should have done the honourable thing. But I got a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Why? Did Maverick kill Goose so he could get Carol Bradshaw? Because let's be honest. Meg Ryan is Meg Ryan. She is Meg Ryan, but in this film, she's really annoying. Yeah, she's uh, she she doesn't look as good in this film as she did in the nineties. Though mm. she she is um she is better in my mind in um when Harry got met um when Harry met Sally. That's it. You got male. For me. You prefer and you've got male. Do you have? That's interesting. What about in the space? Oh, in the space. Oh, I forgot. I forgot she was in that. Oh, oh, um, armed and dangerous. She's in. Yeah, a film, a film we're uh, down to do. Right, I'm, I'm mindful of time, so I'm going to yeah. reel these off. Why doesn't Tom Cruise ride with a helmet? I, well, I know <laughs> yeah. the reason. It probably isn't great for filming, and the no. fact you can't see his flowing locks, although if he had flowing locks, um, but it pisses me off for the entire film. Not once does he put a helmet on, even when he's on civilian roads, and Kelly McGuinness is plowing after him in that Porsche. But haven't you heard the song? It's called Danger Zone. He's always in the danger zone. Oh, I forgot about... You just reminded me about something. Kelly McGuinness driving after him when he rides away on the bike. What is she doing? Just fucking craning through that intersection. Come on, man. Hey, and she's the one who does the stunts for that stop right before the bike. If I was Tom Cruise in real life now and Kelly McGuinness like, literally breaked a foot away from me, I'd be shitting myself. Yeah. Where where did that um the co-pilot come from? Did, was he mentioned previously? So Goose is dead. Tom Cruise needs a new co-pilot. Sundown, yeah. Is it no? The, the, he had sundown for one of the training rides, and then he doesn't have sundown. Oh, it's, it's, it's Merlin. It's Merlin, isn't oh, it? Merlin, is there right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Cougar's um co-pilot at the start. Oh, wait a minute. Then. So how did Merlin get to go to school? They just because because Merlin probably I I can't believe I'm making excuses for him. <laughs> what happened was they probably because Merlin was at the same ship or regiment as well, and, and technically he was number one, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, that co-pilot. What do they do? What's their role? Navigation. Mm. All right. Okay. I was just about to like really like what the fuck do they do because they don't fire. Yeah, but you could say that about Star Wars. Why does Han need Chewie? Ah, oh, just that's a tangent. The way to go on that one. When we did the Star Wars film, oh, we haven't done one yet. Yeah. Well, this was build a Star Wars on Earth or something. The time it's not Star Wars, then, is it? Yeah. Really? Fucking hell. <laughs> right. Some facts before we wrap up. The film is dedicated to art school. Or Scholl, I don't know if that's how you say it. A stunt pilot who was killed during production when his plane went into a tailspin and crashed into the Pacific Ocean. Um, the US Navy said the amount of young men who wanted to be naval aviators went up 500% after the movie's release. Okay. Um, and then box office, £15 million, which is hardly anything. Mm. That's the uh, box office. No, no, budget, sorry, £15 yeah. million. Box office, 257. 
Oof. That's domestic. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it is. Yeah, it, I, it's off Wikipedia, so God knows. I've got another figure here. I've got 357. <laughs> what, domestic <laughs> or worldwide? I think that's the total. Ah, oh. oh, it's like... What a return yeah. that is. That's 20, 20 odd times the amount. Times 20 plus, yeah. 25, no, maybe. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so, I got one final question to ask before we um, we do recommend. Actually, I'll, I'll ask it after recommend. Ev, would you recommend the film? No. Ooh. Any reason? I don't know. I just, I, I think it was, it was good for me because of the nostalgia effect, but I think it, it's the cringiness outweighs the good in it. So I mm. would recommend, and for the very reason of it being a bit of an 80s iconic film, which I think everyone should watch at least once to give their own no, opinion. What, yeah. on. How is it? An, I don't get it. Like, how is it an iconic I, film? I think it's an iconic film if you have, and I'm sort of um, countering my argument here. I think it's an iconic film if you watched it when you were younger, right? And okay. and enjoyed it when you were younger. You, did, I know yeah. you didn't enjoy it, Prague, but. You know, yeah, I think the action and cheesiness is pure 80s, and for that reason, I still enjoyed watching it. I know we've slated it, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> Prog, I, I think I know where you're going. I can't, but I was going to say something funny, like, yeah, I would recommend it because I'd want other people to waste two hours of their life, but I don't want people to waste two hours of their life, so I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> okay. Right, final question from me then. What would you a call sign be? Oh, God, it's prog, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, at least Maverick and Iceman, they mean something. Could I get away with God? God. (laughs) (laughs) It'd have to be be some sort of rhyme with prog, wouldn't it? (laughs) Prog on dog. Prog, dog. I would have to have Geordie, surely. No, I got one for that. Quits next. Steve Bake. <laughs> Ev- Evan the Bake Quick. Pastry. Uh, <laughs> right, on that note, we are. Hold on, you hold on, you haven't given yours oh, yet. Uh, we, well, we said it, didn't we? Andrew oh. Mumbler Owen. I am. Uh... Mumbles. <laughs> Come in, Mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on that note, we are leaving. Uh, podcasts come out every Wednesday. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want us to do um, another film or one we haven't done in the future, just let us know. Cheers, all.